0: A lot of courage to do that, and that was his first time. Let's give it up for Brother TJ, amen. Well, without any further ado, I just want to welcome our guest speaker. Can we all stand up now? Let's give it up for the man of God of faith and power for the hour, Pastor Ray Lierna from the Philippines, 64 years of ministry, almost 80 years old. We love you, man of God. Have your way as the Lord uses you. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Joe, and God bless you, Metro Praise. Before you sit down, shake the hands of the person next to you and give them such a beautiful smile. It's, it's cold outside, and the uh, temperature is really low. Let us get warm with the love of Christ in our heart, amen? Praise the Lord. God bless you, you may be seated. It's a joy to be back at Metro Praise. This is my first Sunday service since I arrive and I'm glad that I'm coming to metro praise praise the lord pastor joe you've been such a blessing and encouragement personally to me you and sister nancy are such a great friend in the lord and partner in the ministry metro praise thank you for helping us build three churches in the past 2 years amen praise the lord we are, you are the extension of our ministry in the Philippines. We are partners in ministry. We're all together building the kingdom of God. And souls that are brought into the kingdom of the Lord is going to be investment returned back to you. For what you have sacrificially have given for the ministry in the Philippines. I'm grateful to the Lord. Thinking about way back in 1996. When I first uh, lay my hand on this young man, never dreamed that what I prophesied will come true. I never thought I would see him again. But thank the Lord, God is the God of uh, connection. And he connected us again. It happens when I saw the sign of Metro Praise there on Irving Park. I said to my assistant pastor, I said, there's a new church. Let's go over there and welcome them to the community. And he said, no way. Why do you need to welcome his? The, they are our rivals. I said, No, young man, in the kingdom of God, we are all laborers together. There are no rivals. So I said, If you don't want to go, I will be going. So he came along, and as soon as I walked, it was him. He, re, I recog- he recognized me. We took his hand. That was the beginning of a new relationship and a connection. That was 1996 when I first saw him. And this was, I think, 2011, what what year were you? 2011, I think it was 2011. And from the time on up to now, the relationship is getting deeper and stronger and the love becoming more richer and fuller. Amen. I want you to know that I really honor your pastor and any pastor that have given their lives to the Lord. I salute them. It's not easy to follow the Lord. You know that. There's a price to pay. And so when I see people following the Lord, I rejoice and I honor them. And I said to Pastor Joe, you are blessed to have Nancy as your wife. Aww. Then I see that. I see you better love her. Not that, she, that he doesn't love her. But you know what? Sometimes uh, uh, pastor's wives are neglected. Sometimes pastor's wives are just sitting and in the background but they are the heart of the ministry they they are involved in the ministry even if he's not they are not standing in front of you so love the first lady of the house okay honor him because without her this man will not be able to do what God asked her to do if if, if he if he will not Be Able to bring her to his side, it will be, she will be a thorn on her side. (laughs) But thank God she's a blessing on her side, on his side. Amen. Well, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be preaching my first message here at Middle Praise for 2024. I say in the first service, this is going to be prophetic. This is going to be a covenant of blessing and promise with the Lord. I know that God is a God of uh, yesterday, today, and forever. There's something that is so powerful and it's a fact forever which should hold dear into our heart. Our God never changes. Amen. And uh, be confident of this very one thing that God is forever faithful. Do we believe? Not. He remains faithful to the end. So I am challenged and I'm confident that this year will be a great year for me. A great year of uh, uh, great surprises. God spoke to my heart the last week of 2023. And he said, I'm going to give you great surprises in 2024. This is going to be a year of restoration, deliverance, breakthrough, and abundant blessings. And when God said that, I said, Lord, I want to be sure it's you. It's not just my mind. <laughs> because every year, we, we tend to say, what is going to be happening in this coming in this year? What will be the promise of the Lord? Somebody asked me, I said, Pastor Ray, what do you think is 2024? I said, why are you asking me? <laughs> Ask God. I cannot answer that. But well, one thing I know, what God has said to me, that's what I'm holding on. And that the Lord is faithful in His promise, and He will never turn His back away from His word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will not fail you. Even one dot, one comma, one colon, one question mark, one semicolon will Not pass away until everything is fulfilled. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen? Hallelujah. So you can bank your life on that. And that's what I've been doing for the past 64 years. Living daily by the grace of God. When we were building our building in the Philippines, it's a five-story building. The, 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 The building, you know face by face and then the people were saying to me how much is your budget for this big project i said no i don't have any budget and this guy just said you're pulling you're fooling around with us there's no one that will build a building like this without any budget said, how much is the budget i said no i don't have any budget then this guy said how come i said how can you budget faith Can you budget faith? If you can budget faith, it's no longer faith, because faith is the substance of things of for the evidence, the tangible evidence, the concrete evidence of the things you don't see. Yet it's there in reality because God says it. God said it, and it's forever settled. Amen. So this 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 year, God has given me great promises. Great encouragement, and I would like to share it to you because I believe this is that I'm going to be preaching this to all of our churches all over the Philippines. Because this is such a powerful promises of God to the church, to the believers, to you and I. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the book of Joel opens up with a, with a doom proclamation. <laughs> invasion of enemy you know it speak about uh, you know the locusts the caterpillars uh, the swarming locusts and everything the vegetation were completely eaten up it's almost like the pandemic that came in and then uh, there was drought there was no harvest people were struggling because of the nation's disobedience to the word of god Because they did not obey the Lord because of their sin. I want you to understand that God may be gracious to you temporarily. But a time will come that sin needs to be dealt with. And their sin needs to be judged. And God will will see to it that the consequences is applied. Because God wants to discipline his children. And discipline is correction. And correction is painful and all throughout my life up to this time I'm going through a lot of correction because we are not God we will make mistake okay but God is gracious and merciful amen so when I, I said why do you bring me to this book I was hoping that you bring me to a book where I can be shouting and embracing the Lord but the Lord said just start from the beginning you might groan right now you might you might have a, you know a bad, feeling right now, but just keep moving on because the light is getting brighter uh, toward the end of the tunnel. Amen? We do not know what is lies what lies ahead. But one thing for sure, God knows uh, what is before you. We will not be confident of this one thing in our own self, uh, that everything will be all right. But regardless of what will happen, God' intention and purposes for you and I is still overrule, and it will continue to overrule the plan of the devil against you. For the plan of God for you declares the Lord is not evil but good. It's not a plan to harm you but to prosper you. How many want prosperity? It's not to harm you but to prosper you. To give you a hope and a future. Your future is brighter than your yesterday. Your tomorrow is glorious uh, than your past. Uh, the latter will be greater than the former. Hallelujah. And this year, you're going to enter in, into a year and a season of re- restoration, uh, deliverance, uh, abundance, uh, victory, blessing, and breakthrough. God is going to turn around the cycle of your life and you're going to enter in into a new season of blessing and favor in God. And you're going to look back and say, hallelujah, thank God I did not quit then. Thank God I did not give up then. Thank God I did not stop then. I'm entering now into the promise of this year. But it's happening around the world. He's telling us, Jesus is coming soon. I just want you to know that the Catholic Church is going through a shaking right now. The Pope has already announced that the priests are given privilege now and permission to bless same-sex marriage. There's now a division. The Catholics in Nigeria and Africa are not in favor with it. The, the Pope now is disciplining and removing priests and cardinals in the position who are against that. There is a shaking that's happening there. And if that religion collapses to the ground, you better believe me. Jesus Christ is coming very soon. That will open the door of revival. Hallelujah. And I was telling to Pastor Joe, I really believe that, that the, the Catholic will be coming down, uh, the China uh, bamboo curtain is coming down. And then Saudi Arabia and all of the uh, Arab country will come down. There will be unprecedented revival, and then the day of the Lord will come. Hallelujah! So I want I, why I why I'm saying that because it's not time to pull around. It's not time to sit down and and, and you know twinking your arms, uh, your thumb. And this is not a time to sleep and and say there are plenty of time. No, we need to see the opportunity and the time that is now. We cannot procrastinate we cannot lay aside we need to be seasoning the time we are in the promise is here and God is going to make a declaration for us today and we better take hold of it and run with it Joel is a prophet that speaks about the coming day of the Lord throughout the book the day of the Lord is repeated over and over again but the word the, the name Joel, and this is the, the, the my title of my message, the name of Joel it means jehovah is God. So I would like to title my message today Jehovah is God hallelujah. He's the God of abundance, he's a God of favor, he's a god of honor, he's the god of multiplication, he's a god of increase, he's a god of new beginning, he's a god of Elevation. is a God of uh, glory. He's a God of joy. He's a God of peace. He's a God of miracles. He's a God of the impossible. He's a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all what we could ask or think. Yeah. He's a God of the impossible things. Our Lord God, that was made the heavens and the earth by your altous arms and nothing shall be too hard, too difficult for you. Why does Sarah laugh? Is there anything too hard for me? That's Jehovah God that I serve. He's the God who holds my past. He's the God who holds my present. He's the God who secure my future. And my life is confidently in the hands of the Lord. And my tomorrow is getting brighter and brighter. And making more, being glorious every day. That I awake. Because God is in control. Jehovah is God. Jehovah is Lord. But you say that. The phrase is beautiful. It sounds good. But it doesn't mean anything. Unless it says register in our heart. That regardless of what I'm going through. God is still God. And he will see me through. Regardless of how dark my situation may be, he's still a God of light and no one can penetrate. No darkness can overcome the light. He's a God who can turn every situation around. If he can turn the water into wine, uh, he can turn your life around to become even more sweeter than the water that is starting to wine. And make you get excited and give you a joy unspeakable and full of glory. So remember this. This year, Jehovah wants to be your God. God in your finances. God in your marriage. That your marriage will not be struggling. But your marriage will be, you know, enjoying the joy that God has desired for you to experience. That you will not be, you know, suspicious with each other. But there will be confidence and trust knowing that whom God has joined together will remain forever, no matter what. So he will be and want to be the God of your marriage. He wants to be the God of your finances. And if he is the God of your finances, you will follow and obey. 10% of your income belongs to the Lord. You give, he give you the 90%. Where can you get a partnership like that? But we struggle to get Why? Because Jehovah is not our God. But when Jehovah is your God, your confidence is in his promises. Your trust is in the Lord. Your hope is in the Lord. Your, your satisfaction is in the Lord. Nothing in this life has more value except the Lord. And no matter how much money you have in the bank, you still need God. Your money cannot give you your health. God is a God of restoration. So make Him your God this year. Not that you did not make Him God before, but this year I challenge you in whatever situation you're in, whatever you're going to face, and you're going to face turbulence. So fasten your belt. The captain is still in control of the plane, and you will not crash. I guarantee you that you will not crash. Everything will crash down. Your day. The economy will crash, but you will fly high. Hallelujah! till until you reach the prop, the right altitude you need to be in. Hallelujah! I mean, you're in that altitude. You enjoy the ride. Hallelujah. I wish I could be a pilot because I love flying. I love flying. And I was talking to a pilot uh, last week. And he said, you are, not, you are not too old to learn. If you want to learn. I said, I have, I have no time. Okay. Hallelujah. So God is your Jehovah. And Jehovah is your God. He's your Jehovah Jireh. He's your Jehovah Sitkino. He's your Jehovah uh, Roi. He's your Jehovah Raah. He, he's the Jehovah. All the compound name. And if you have Jehovah, you have everything. Hallelujah. I am the Lord thy God. I change not. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a comforting revelation. In this year, this is the potent day of 2024, we do not know what is ahead of you. But I am telling you this, not because God is saying, but I'm telling you this, in the uh, physical perspective, there will be great troubles for you. There will be great testing. There will be shaking. But no matter what you're going through, Jehovah remains to be gone. See to yourself, I'm a Joel. Joel is the name because Jehovah is my God. Now. Uh, the that, that text that I found out. That fascinates me. Is found. In the second chapter of Joel. Verse 12 and 13. And it says in here. Now therefore. Says the Lord. That's the person next to you. It said, You better listen. God is speaking. Amen. When God speaks. His word is life. His word is power. You can, you need to grasp it because it will determine your tomorrow. The Lord says, "Turn to me with all your heart." I said, "Lord, sixty-four years I serve you. What even turn to me?" And the Lord said to me, "The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There are times that our my heart will deceive me. There are times that my emotion will." will cheat me we need to turn our hearts. what does it mean we need to surrender heart to the lord your emotion your desire the darling of your life no one should take the place of god in your life god said to abraham would you give me my promised son to you can you go up to moriah and sacrifice him to me if i will be abraham i said no way lord I waited for 20 years for that. I prayed for him patiently. And now you ask me. To give it to you. But Abraham obeyed. Abraham obeyed. One thing I discovered about Abraham. He was able to obey. What God asked him to do. Because he did not tell his wife. (laughs) His wife did not know. And his wife has no, no opportunity. To run away. And. Take with her Isaac. But what he's saying is this. Turn to me with all your heart. Give me everything that you have. Amen. Let me be the center of your life. Let me be the, the treasure of your life. God said to Moses, the, the Levite has no inheritance. They will not have any land for him to inherit. But tell the Levites, I am their portion. I am their inheritance. I am what they need. I am what they lack. I am what is missing. I am the one that satisfies. I am the one that will fulfill. I am the one that will overflow their lives. Hallelujah. And so God said, give me your heart, son. Turn to me with your heart. And I give you what I can give to you. Hallelujah. I'll give anything. I said, Lord, if you need my heart, take it now. Why? Because your heart is the center of who you are. (laughs) Hallelujah. Where's your heart? Where is your affection? Where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Is God the treasure of your heart? Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, he wants to be the center of your heart. Hallelujah. Heart is the one that builds the joy, the satisfaction, the fulfillment. And until we give our complete heart, complete heart to God, there will always be a missing thing. You will always be looking for something to fulfill. Only Jesus can satisfy your heart. If you tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. He never fails. Hallelujah. Your economy will fail. Your wife, your husband, your children, your parents might fail you. But God will never fail you. He might test you for a while, but he will never fail you. Hallelujah. So give your heart to God. Your obedience, your surrender, your worship, your honor became the center of everything that you are. I told my wife in the early days of our marriage I said, I love you with all my heart, and you are my greatest earthly possession. My, I tell you now, you will never. Take the place of God in my heart. I will never allow you to take the place that belongs to God. And she looked at me with a blank eye, blank face. And she said, fine. I said, are you not mad? Are you angry? No. How do you feel? He said, I'm happy. I said, why? I said, because it gives me more security. I'm more secure. Because I'm not with you 24 hours a day. That if you love the Lord more than you love me, you will not do anything to please the Lord. So therefore, your love for me, as God commanded you to love me the way Christ loved the church, gives me the security Keep God, be the center of your heart, and then I'll be secure in you. Years later, her cousin told her, and said, Cousin, are you not worried that your husband traveling here and there and there and that? Are you sure that he's doing that for ministry? Are you not going with him? He might be doing some hunky-punky over there. And he said, it will never happen. Why? Because he loves God more than anything else. And he will never do anything to displease the one he loves. The most, And because he loved God more than anything else. Uh, I don't worry about him. Uh, that he will cheat me. And I don't worry about. He will not be faithful to me. I am more confident. Uh, that as long as he loved God. Uh, I am secure in this one thing. He will never do anything. Uh, that will offend God. That he loves the most. And I said to my wife. Did you see that? Yeah. Because the more I watch you grow in the Lord, I feel more your love growing toward me. Why? You are one flesh. Why did I go to that direction? I guess somebody needs to hear that. Your marriage is sacred. Your marriage is holy. Your marriage is for life. And it's not perfect, and it will be attacked by the enemy. But let God be, Jehovah God, be the God of your marriage, and your life will be fulfilled. Your life will be happy, and your marriage will be rich and full. Give your heart to God. God doesn't want to have any competition with you and I. He's a jealous God. Amen? He said, Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. What does it mean? You know, sometimes we say, can you give me? It's painful. When the Lord asks me something, it's not easy. You know, you mourn and you groan. But because your heart belongs to the Lord, you might mourn and mourn for a few days. But eventually, you need to obey. Because if your heart belongs to God, there's nothing you can do not ninety nine percent hundred percent can it can it be done yes hallelujah then he said, surrender your heart and not your garments okay Rent your heart and not your garment you know when you are sometimes you are hungry okay. you're frustrated yeah, yeah. Am I the only one who goes through that? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, I <laughs> yeah. let your heart, <laughs> let your emotion, your feeling. Okay. It says it rend your heart. What does it mean? Break your heart. Don't let your heart be hardened. Don't let it be callous. Let it be gentle, tender, pliable easy to respond to God. Protect your heart from being callous. Protect your heart from being hardened. Let it be sensitive to the voice of God. Let it be like you know a clay soaked in the water. Playable to be molded and shaped by the potter to become a vessel he decided to be be filled to overflowing with his glory and his majesty. Let your heart be tender. Be obedient. Turn to me. For God, he said, for he is gracious. How many of you can testify God has been good to you? God has been gracious to us. Hallelujah. Tell the person next to you, friend, God has been gracious to you. Oftentimes we forget how gracious God to us. How good and merciful the Lord is. Hallelujah. You believe God has been good to you? Amen? And then he said, God is gracious and merciful. Had he not been with the mercy of the Lord, where will we be today? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, by the kindness and the goodness of God, by the generosity of the Lord. Hallelujah. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Give your heart completely to the Lord. Without any reservation. For he is gracious, merciful, slow to anger. You know what? I am easily <laughs> provoked with laziness when people are it provoked me when when people said yeah I will do it, but then it takes them to them to do I said it. I did it myself. It would have been done already. And I, I got frustrated with that kind of people. Okay, How is it? Well, I have not begun yet. What? Give it back to me. And I will show you tomorrow. That is done. You know, procrastination should not be a part of the heart of the people but brand their heart and let God be the center of it all. The greatest enemy of Christian is tomorrow. I'll do it. Tomorrow. Later on. Later on. Okay. Time is gold. Time is wealth. Time that is gone cannot be recovered. Seize the opportunity. Okay. See, slow to Anger. And great in kindness. Hallelujah. God has been good to me. God has been kind to me. God has been patient with me. God has been gracious to me. And he relents from doing harm. Hallelujah. The Lord will never harm you. The Lord will never exploit you. The Lord will never take advantage of you. He will forever be kind, gracious, and merciful to you. Where can you find someone like that who will overlook your fault and show you his grace and mercy? Only God. Hallelujah. So uh, he's asking, that, that, that just and then the promise came. Go with me now to second chapter. Verse 18. It begins in here. You know. <laughs> How many, of you, how many will agree with me that fear is real? It's not just imagination. Do you believe that fear is a spirit? Yeah? It's a spirit. That's why the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, God has not given you the spirit of fear. Yeah? Lift up your hand and say, God has not given the spirit of fear. But love, power, and a sound mind. Hallelujah, amen. There is no fear in love, but love conquers all fear. Amen. When your mind is sound, it means in in the right set of mind. When it's full of, of the promises of God and the knowledge of the Lord, and the understanding that Jehovah, your God, remains faithful to the end sound mind sound mind is this, it's hard it's difficult but it can't be done because I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me, I look at impossible but with God nothing is impossible sound mind is this Okay. it hurts it's painful but hallelujah he's my healing, he's my strength, he's my health That's a sound mind. Sound mind rejoices in pain. Doesn't complain and murmur. Sound mind is praising God when everything is going wrong. Why? Your heart belongs to Him. And Jehovah is your God. This is the 14th day of 365 days in a year. We have not scratched the surface yet (laughs) of this year. I tell you now, there will be darkest moment. There will be darkest uh, time. Dark, dark, dark moment in your life that will come. There will be shaking. There will be turbulence. There will be aches and pains. But do not forget, as long as Jehovah is God, there will be deliverance. There will be victory. There will be joy. There will be peace and he will make a way out of it because he's a weak maker and he is a promise keeper. Hallelujah. And with God, nothing is impossible, nothing is too hard. He is able to perform everything for your own good. That's God. That even if you don't believe, He remains to be God. Even if you don't worship him, even if you don't serve him, even if you don't pray for him, even if you don't come to church, uh, it doesn't shake the foundation of the reality that God remains to be God. And don't ever think that your tithes and offering increases his being God. Your worship and your prayer uh, elevate him because whether you worship him or not and give to him or not or serve him or not, he's still God forever. He's still Jehovah God, the Lord that changes not. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let's embrace 2024 with joy, with confidence that he who has begun. 14 days, he's just begun. We're just in the beginning. (laughs) Who has begun this year will bring it to completion. It's a long way to the end. But it will be completed. Hallelujah. It will be completed. Hallelujah. Amen. It will be finished. And we will see the evidence. Hallelujah. We'll possess it in our hearts. Verse 18, chapter 2. Let's ask me, good this verse by verse. It said, The Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. Are we no zealous? You know, excited. I'm zealous for the Lord, amen. Eh? Full of zeal, hallelujah. You, you are not struggling. Oh, I th- I'm hardly making it. Somebody is zealous. Glory to God. Get out of my way. I'm walking through. Hallelujah. That's a person that's full of life, full of energy. Cannot be put off. Hallelujah. Cannot be put down. There's fire burning in his soul. Hallelujah. Shut into his spirit being. Hallelujah. That cannot be quenched and cannot be dampened. I'm so zealous. I love the Lord. I worship the Lord. I trust the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm zealous for the Lord. And God is zealous for you. He's not sitting down there and say, my poor child, hallelujah. hallelujah. He's your greatest cheerleader. Come on, son. You can do it. Come on, darling. You can do it. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't look back. Keep looking forward. You can do it. You are getting closer. You're getting closer. Come on. Come on. Push a little bit harder. Push it a little harder. You're getting closer to the finish line. God is zealous, with you. He's zealous to fulfill his promise. He's zealous to be with you in every situation. Hallelujah. Amen. I and he said, zealous and he pity his people. That word pity is that yeah. It doesn't mean, oh, poor you. Oh, I'm sorry for you. No, no, no. That's not what God repeated. God never feels sorry for his children. Hello. He doesn't say I'm for you. No, no. That word pity means not that. I'm sorry for you. Oh, your husband died. Your wife died. Your children died. I pity for you. I'm sorry for you. No, that's not what I mean. He's not sorry. God, this pity as I look at God says, I'm rejoicing with you. I'm happy for you. I know what you can do if you put your trust in me. There's no limit to what you can do if you put your confidence in me. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and you will see the hand of the Lord turn around because He's gracious to you, He pity you, He's zealous for you, He loves you, His confidence in you, and that He will break through if you allow Him to be God in your life. Amen. Nothing can stop you, and no one can stop you. As I was with Moses I will be with you and there shall be no man be able to stand against you all the days of your life and brother sister you don't need pity from me You will be more appreciative if I give you a double slap, both of the side of your face, and wake you up to the reality. Hallelujah. I've been sleeping for too long. It's time to wake up. This year, I'm waking up. I'm waking up to God's deliverance, to God's restoration, to God's breakthrough, to God's promise, to God's blessing. All the darkest of the night had passed away. It is morning in my heart. The devil wants it to be sunset already, but God said it's just sunrise for you. The sun is slowly rising up in the horizon. It's a new day. Hallelujah. Verse 19 The Lord will answer and say to his people, My God, you thought God has forgotten you? No way! This year could be the year that God will answer all your questions, all your desire, all of what you want to know. Hallelujah. Because God will answer you. Beloved, only God has the ability to answer the question of your heart. Only God can fulfill the longing and the desire of your heart. And he said, the Lord will answer. That's an neighbor. Able- Next to you. Be patient. The answer is coming soon. Amen. When God said, I'll do it, you might wait a hundred years. No, a hundred years you will be gone. (laughs) You may wait for a few years. But God never turned his back away from his promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He will satisfy you and you will no longer make you he will no longer make you a reproach among the nation. You will no longer be an embarrassment or a shame to the people. Hallelujah. The devil has a way of putting you to shame. Hallelujah. His business is to bring you down. But God's business is to elevate you. Whom would you like to be on your side? The one who wants to tear you down or the one who wants to build you up, to honor you and favor you? Hallelujah. When I got saved, I became so zealous for the Lord. I want all my family to be born again. So I preached. My grandfather, my grandmother, my uncle, my, my aunt, and my aunt said to me, You're stupid. You're crazy. You know What kind of future will you have? You're living for cheating the people, lying to the people, and twisting their arms to give you something to eat, to live for, and to put on your body? You're disgusting. And she said to me, this is my, my mother's youngest sister. And she said, you will crawl like a worm and come to me, but I will never give you a penny. I said, auntie, I honor you, I respect you, but it will never happen. I will never crawl and ask for mercy because God is my God, and he is faithful to his promise. And he said, if I trust in the Lord with all my heart, and lean not into my own understanding, he will direct My path. And the path that is directing me is the path of freedom, liberty, victory, blessing, and success. It's not crawling on the dust asking for mercy. It will never happen. And you know what? He said, (laughs) Let's see. Ten years later, there was a knock on the door, the apartment where I'm living. And he said, Ray, can you loan me some money? I almost. uh, i busted and I said, now you're the one crawling toward me asking for mercy. But then the Lord said, do not remember the past. I said, auntie, I'm not a bank. I cannot loan you money. How much do you need? I said, in the equivalent to $10,000. I said, I have half of that. I'm giving it to you. Are you sure? I said, yes. The Lord has blessed me and I'm going to bless you. He cried. I said, and he hugged me and said, I'm so sorry for cursing you. I'm so sorry for. I said, that was in the past. I never received that. It's water under the bridge, and God has proven you're wrong. <laughs> and you know what? She got saved. <laughs> Your shame will be over. God will honor you, God will elevate you, God will favor you. And all through the 64 years serving the Lord, I've been through a lot of tunnels and darkest moments, storms and hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes. Name it. That if I didn't know the Lord, I I would have left the ministry. But every time that it happens, I always remember the day of honor. And a day of favor is coming. And because my whole family watched my life, they were like domino, one by one. And there are now 10 pastors in our family. nephews brothers, sisters, you know, uncles. And we have now... Missionaries and things, why? Because there was one man who stood and he said, The curse is over, the favor is coming, the honor is coming, the shame will be removed. Jesus took my shame and my degradation on the cross of Calvary and it exchanged his glory, honor, and dignity. God wants to honor you, but in order for us to be honored, we must be honorable. Hello. What is black is black. What is white is black white. There is no in-between. When you honor God, he honors you. When you stand for God, he stood next beside you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not fear the burning fiery furnace. They honor God and God was in the middle of the furnace and the king was saved and the whole nation received a declaration. There's no God to be served except the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. God will honor you. God will favor you. God will elevate you but we must have an honorable life and the only way to have that is give your total heart to God. And let Jehovah, Jehovah, be your God. Hallelujah. Your shame will be gone. Hallelujah. You know, in 1978, I was preaching two weeks of revival meetings in Honolulu, Hawaii. My former professor in Bible school has already retired and living in. Hawaii. He was at, she was attending the church. This woman was uh, uh, the instigator of uh, the brain of sending me home when I was studying Bible school. He said to, she, said, she said to all of the faculty staff, there is no future for that arena. He said he has no education. He's introvert. He stutter when he speaks. He doesn't know how to play an instrument. He cannot sing. He's not a good materials? Why don't we just send him home to the province? We're wasting our time with him. And they were all discussing for three nights. And they are going to make a vote to make a decision to send me home. One professor said, Who are we to determine? Whom God can use and whom God cannot use. If that young man said God is calling him to the ministry, who are we to disqualify him? We are not God. I'm not going to vote against him because I don't want want to be playing like God. And because of that, they all drew back and said, okay, then make him your project. And when I graduated from Bible school, This teacher said, in all of my years that I have been in this Bible school, Yarena is my best project. (laughs) Now, in 1978, he was there every night. She was weeping. Oh, my God. My professor is being blessed. At the end of the revival meeting, he said, said to me, can we talk? I said, okay. Let's sit down. I said, no, in private. So we went at the back of the church. And she started crying and I said, I owe you an apology. Would you please forgive me? I said, ma'am, what is there to forgive? But apologies. You didn't do anything to me. And she began to me that she really, you know, despises me. When I thought, no, 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 I started. Thank God she had delivered me from it. I said, I didn't, I didn't believe that you will be bound for anything. And she said to me, I was wrong, and look at you, no education, you travel around the world, you pastor big churches, you are this and this and that, I am so very embarrassed, will you please forgive me? While he was saying that, I feel like a little dust, and like a candle is going, and then the Lord said to me, you have no shame, God has taken your shame. You have been favored from the beginning. You have been honored from the beginning. And it doesn't matter how people, if uh, you know, seize you and, and evaluate you and look at you in my eyes. You are the apple of my eyes. And you are the treasure of my heart. Remember that you are not a disgrace. You are favored by God. You are honored by the Lord. And you have your destiny secure in me. And I'm reaping now that... I have been to uh, six continents. I have preached in big churches. I have crusaded with 50,000 people. And God has honored me. And this man honored me more than anybody else. I feel the love. I feel the graciousness. And I thank God he restored our relationship together. Every time I'm down, I think of him. Every time you see me, I love you, man. My God, it's a music to me because up to this time, people put me down. People are, even in, among my peers. How can it be happening? I have a college degree. I have, and how come I'm struggling? He, he came, he came from the bonus. I said, hey, ask God. I cannot. But when the people of God comes, it will change your life. When God honors you, you will have no embarrassment to anybody. In um, 2002, I received a letter from the uh, Black Caucus of Illinois. And I said, we would like to honor you. For your contribution to the city of Chicago, I said, "How did they find me? How did they know about me?" And I said, uh, "Contribution? I said, what kind of contribution?" So, so I called them and I said, yeah, I said, yeah, we've been following you through You march against uh, against crime, your mar- your march against uh, drugs, You you march uh, in the city of Chicago against uh, human trafficking, this and that. We followed you because every time there's a thing, I was I was in the street." With my people, because when you are when you have when you have dignity and honor, you are not hiding. When you have no shame, you are out there in the front with your head up like that. You know? and, and together with me, there were a doctor, mix who was a, was a senator during that, who was a pastor also on the south side, was one of the honorary. There was another. I, there were ten of us. And when I look at them, I say, my God, I feel feel awkward. And the Lord said, There's no shame. There's no embarrassment. I honor you. So act on that. So I sat down with them. They were talking about this. And I went to the MC. I said, Could you change the program? Because I was the first one to speak. Can you put me at the end? And I said, I cannot do that. I'm just the MC. The program is already done. You need to talk to that person. He's the one who made the program. But I, I didn't go. I said, okay. They called my name. And the devil said, Aha, I'm gonna. but the Lord said to me, I honor you. you. I'm with you. You have nothing to be afraid each of us will give in 15 minutes. You have a lot of things to say in 15 minutes if you know what you're going to say. <laughs> so I stood up there and I said the thing, and people were come. And then I sat down. All of this table, the same honorary, the, the receiving honor, they stood up and they shake my hand and they said, that was it. And then I said, The guy across the, the table, and I said, what university did you, did you go to Harvard? I said, I wish. Did you go to Princeton? And said, and I said, where did you go to? What university did you go? I said, I enrolled in the University of the Holy Spirit. Where is that? <laughs> and then they called him already. The other guy. So that was him. But see, God will honor you. I have never been, I never considered myself uneducated, that I have known nothing. I consider myself, I'm a mouthpiece of God, and I say what the Lord has spoken, and God will never put me down. He will never shame me. He will never embarrass me. He will only honor me. He will crown me with His goodness and His loving kindness. He will favor me and elevate me. And I see that, I saw that all the years of my life, and it's still honoring me up to this time. When you honor God, he honor you more than you can ever deserve your shame will be gone you you will not be hiding in the dark you're going to be out there and I'm proud of of meter praise you are out there on the street proclaiming the unsearchable riches of the kingdom of God declaring Jesus is the way and the truth without shame and embarrassment hallelujah that's the kind of people I love That's the kind of people I like to hang around. People that are not ashamed to know, to let the world know, God is my God. Jehovah is my Lord. I honor him in everything that I do in life. So don't stop honoring the Lord. He said, he'll take away your shame and he will satisfy you and he will remove the reproach from you, verse 24, I will remove from you the northern army, and, and will drive and say the enemies. Anybody that, anyone that is being causing you distress, discomfort, <laughs> you know, restlessness. God said, "I'm gonna take it away from you," and I saw it with my eyes. People are constantly insult me and say. Housewords against me, have a heart attack, and cannot speak today. So every time I see him right now, he cannot say anything. But I put my arms around him and I said, I love you, I pray for you. You better not fool around with God. When you honor God, he will give you double honor. But in order for that to happen, we must live an honorable life. And the only way we can do that is to make Jesus the center of our heart. that our heart is completely given to the Lord. It's not callous. It's not hardened. It is given to God. And if you see in here completely the restoration, the promise of abundance, the blessing of God, hallelujah, you can read it yourself. And I read it over and over again. And every time I read it, it goes deeper and I said, God, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see this. Hallelujah. Your barns will be overflowing. Your vats will be overflowing. Hallelujah. He will satisfy you. He will restore everything that's taken away from you. How many of you would like to see the fulfillment of God's promise for your life? It's going to happen. Be patient. It's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. Waiting. Nobody would like to wait. But they that wait patiently to the Lord will renew their strength. So Psalm 37 said, wait patiently in the Lord and he will make it to pass. Hallelujah. And then he said in here, lastly, he said, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and all the chewing locusts, my great army which I sent you, among you, you shall eat in plenty. You're not going to be struggling. Now, no, I said to the Lord, no more. I said I'm going to declare for the people of God, no more paycheck to paycheck, no more scrambling here and there. You shall walk in plenty. You shall live in plenty. You are not going to struggle. You're going to enter into the season of your life of abundance because God is going to restore everything that the devil has taken away from you, and God will make good of His promise to your life. Open up your eyes. Make your heart ready. See the restoration of the Lord. See the fulfillment of God's promise to you. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And in the last chapter, chapter 3 verse 18, said, and it will come to pass say it with me it will come to pass shout it out it will come to pass it will happen it will come through amen hallelujah do you believe it will happen and it will come to pass that day hallelujah that the mountains shall drip with new wine the hills shall flow with milk and all the brooks of judah shall be flooded with water A fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord And water the valley Of Acacia It's a sound of prosperity It's a promise of abundance Hallelujah Glory to God The mountain, the brooks Praise the name of the Lord We're entering into a new season Of prosperity Abundance and blessing But it will not happen If your heart is not completely given to God So your tithes Which is a covenant of blessing Must be Obeyed Your offering which is what you give to God Must be willingly given And your offering should be giver Than your tithes uh, Because the tithe is the requirement of God The offering is the appreciation Of how much God Has blessed you and paid for you So your offering Should be bigger than your tithes Your offering will come from your 90% the 10% is what belongs to God. Hallelujah. And if you want to walk in the prosperity, do not rob God. Because robbers go to jail, they are not blessed and they are not prosper. But when you obey God, you open the windows of heaven, of abundance, of prosperity, restoration, and breakthrough. And He will satisfy you all the days of your life. Would you stand with me? Can we stop the live feed now, please? Thank you. I want to do a few things in the spirit. Worship team, you're okay for right now. Let me know when you shut off the live feed. Is it good? Okay, amen. I want to ask a few.